This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. You're listening to Comedy Central. Hey guys, welcome to the You Up podcast. I'm coming at you live from Los Angeles in the back of an Uber with none other than my best friend, one of my best friends, top tier, top six. I'll give you top six. Out of the guys, you the best friend. Um, yeah, it's you. It's Andrew Collin, everyone, by the way. Let me see. My guy best friends. It would be you, um, Pete Lee. Um, does my brother-in-law count? Yeah. Okay, my brother-in-law, Matt, shout out. Um, who else am I close to? I would have to go through. Do you, can you think of anyone? No. That's pretty good. Okay. Um, well, who are your best friends? Out of women? Sure. You? Um, that's tough, dude. Uh, women. Blair? Maybe Blair. Uh, I like old high school friends, but I don't see them often. But Maggie Downey, she was awesome. Very nice to me. Kimball DuPont was very nice to me. Well, I don't really fit in with these girls then. Yeah, no, but you're... you're Kimball DuPont is a great name. God. from the DuPont family. Of course she is. Wow. She sells guns that are worth like 300000 a gun. Something crazy like that. And so it, she sells to the military? No, to just like the richest people on earth that just want to buy like an old rifle that's like made out of like, I don't know, fucking redwood trees <laughs> penguin beaks yeah. <laughs> that's how you know it's good <laughs> it's made out of <laughs> that really got you man yeah, just, I love the idea of just taking just the beak and then just leaving the penguin it's like why well you know the little like uh, thing you look through on a gun, just that little V thing. Yeah. Yeah. The scope. Awesome. Well, I, oh, you know what? I always wanted to know what that V thing was because I used to say that it was when I spied on women's vaginas in the locker room. You know, I would always say that I looked through my legs when I was blow drying my hair. I would flip my hair beneath my legs, and then my labia would be like that little thing. What is that thing called? Oh, that's a good question. I guess I think it's a penguin beak. It's not a scope. It's a um, crosshairs. Oh, well, there'd be some hairs down there, too. And I, I need a cross. Um, we're in the back of an Uber. I'm going to get my hair done. It's uh, Wednesday. Yeah, it's Wednesday. Usually we take these a little later in the week. But um, there's no Thursday show this week because I'm going to Las Vegas. Said it right. Got it right. You did it. Going to Vegas tonight to um, for tomorrow. I have a taping for Netflix. And um, I'm fucking exhausted, dude. I'm so tired. But this is the last thing. No, it's not. I have to do Conan on Monday. Lights out with David Spade, probably Wednesday or Thursday. Uh, Irvine Comedy Club next weekend. We're hey, By the way, we're in Indianapolis this weekend. 
Yeah. Do you want to listen to my schedule? It's fucking bananas, y'all. Wednesday, today, got to get my hair done, got to get a spray tan, got to get a, got to pack up my suitcase to go to Vegas. Tonight I fly out at 10 o'clock, land in Vegas, wake up in the morning, do a whole day of promo shoots for the Netflix thing, shoot the show at night, hair and makeup all day. Then going into, um, then Saturday morning at the crack of dawn, I have to wake up at 5 a.m. to call into Bob and Tom radio show to pr- promote my shows in Indianapolis, fly to Indy, land at like two, sh- two shows that night on Friday at Helium, uh, two shows Saturday. I'm going to sleep in Saturday. That's going to be my sweet, sweet day of rest and respite. And then fly back Sunday. Sunday, I got to scrape off the spray tan, get another one. Monday, I go do Conan. Um, Tuesday, what do I have Tuesday? Something's happening on Tuesday. Wednesday, I have a photo shoot all ding-dong day. Like, I'm just getting so many pictures done because I need new pictures. I'm tired. I'm tired of clubs using pictures from when I was on Not Safe. When I did Not Safe... My boyfriend who started the show with me wanted me to, like, not dress up as much because we had worked previously together on an MTV show where I would be in hair and makeup for, like, hours. And I had hair extensions and spray tans and short skirts. And he was like, well, you just be glaze and be yourself. And so I just looked like the worst. I looked so old because I just look like a mom. I hate any time a club uses a picture of me from that time. I don't even repost it. I'd rather people not come to shows or not know about shows than to ever remind people that I looked like that. Ugh, ugh, ugh. I had short hair. I'll never have short hair again. Remind me when I get my, when I want to get my hair cut. Don't do it. You hate it. You don't like it. I'm about to get my hair cut, to be honest with you. I'm about to get a little trimmy, trimmy poo. Um, and then, and then I have that photo shoot all day. Then Thursday, I'm probably going to do Lights Out with David Spade. Thursday night, we're in Irvine. Friday night, we're in Irvine. Saturday night, we're in Irvine. Sunday, I'm going to do the Emmys red carpet. Then I th- I do the Emmys red carpet from... I could probably wake up and do hair and makeup from 7 until 9.30. Go do the red carpet. Fly out at 1.30. Go to Vegas again to be on stage by 4.00. Do a pod, a live podcast, do a live performance, stand-up show, then fly back to New York that night, um, and then land at 6.30 in the morning and be at radio by 10 a.m. I feel like that was like your suicide note. It kind of was. Guys, if that's why, if, if I take my life this in the, over the next two weeks, you can just, that'll be, that. you know why. You know why. I mean... I never feel more unproductive than when I hear your schedule. You know, I did radio every day this week. I did a couple shows. I'm doing a couple podcasts. I got the shows in uh, Indianapolis. But I just like, eh, eh, am I doing it? I got my own podcast that I'm working hard on. But it just, you know, it's not even close. Don't compare yourself. Comparison is the cousin of cancer no that's not what they say no one's ever said that but comparison comparing yourself is not good but 
you know, I actually, I think I was the reason you started a podcast, right? Because didn't I give you shit about, I was complaining about my schedule one time when we were coming back to New York. Shame. And I was like. Shame is a great thing. What? Shame is a great thing. It's a great motivator. I mean, some people not, but you calling me unproductive or like. You don't I didn't call you unproductive. I just go, I just go, I was looking out the window. I was like, what's it like to be you? You don't have anything to do this week. You literally have nothing to do. Like, I would kill to have nothing to do. And then that's what made you, you said to me that that's what made you go start a podcast. It is. But it is, it is cause you did call me unproductive. I mean, that is calling me unproductive. No, it wasn't. I was just like, I was just jealous. Yeah, but no one wants to hear that. Like, no one wants to hear that someone that works hard is jealous of you not doing anything. That person that's not doing anything most likely wants to be doing more. Well, I wasn't saying it in a way of, like, you're not doing anything. I just was, like, you get to hang out all week and, like, be with your girlfriend and, like, hang out with your friends. The thing, though. Sometimes I get upset when people do that with me because it's, like, you have a choice to what you're doing or how much you work. Those are your choices. And then you're projecting me not working or not working as hard. And then that's how people Yes. I got what you're saying. Like, I chose to accept all these jobs. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess this is the life I've chosen. But it's true. Yeah, last night I was, like, getting a key card made at my hotel. And I know the people here because I spend so much time here. So I know the people at the front desk. And they're like, what do you have going on? And I was like, I just did the roast of Alec Baldwin. And they go, Wow everything's great and I was like Anthony Bourdain killed himself and he had the best job I was like have you guys seen Chappelle's special yet he had the best life and he killed himself and then I go they looked at me really weird and I go I promise I won't kill myself here I, won't, I don't want you guys to have to clean it up yeah I mean he tra- he traveled and everything but he also like you know traveling you don't feel like you have a home base you're constantly on a move you're not really taking in the city you're in, even though he's doing a show. It's about getting a show made. You know what I mean? Like, it's almost more crazy to me, someone that kills himself, that has, like, a family and a regular home, and every day they're loved. You know what I mean? Yeah. I get, but, like, yeah. His job, yes, on, like, on screen looks incredible. But The it, best. It'd be kind of annoying to have to, I don't really like eating dinner with strangers. And every time you got to eat and then he's getting fucked up all the time. I don't know. I agree with you. I just, I'm, I'm tired of people saying like, you're killing it. Your life is great. I just like, it's not that I'm tired of it because I appreciate it and people are sweet when they say it, but I, I, I can't be dishonest and go, yeah, I just can't anymore. I get really like morbid. You guys listen to the podcast, you know. And I just have to tell them like it is. It's like I'm super depressed. I cried so hard yesterday. I went to a fitting. And I just didn't get a chance to cry yesterday. And I was in this Uber. And it was taking forever to get there. And she was making all the wrong turns. And it was like just I was late. And I had to go try on a bunch of outfits that were too tight. And my spray tan, I was stressed out about taking it off and putting it back on. It's just like little shit and I showed up and my two stylists who I've worked with for 10 years now almost maybe long no yeah long time I showed up and they're like how you doing and they have Taylor Swift blasting because they know that that's like what I like to listen to and I was just like 
I just need to cry. I'm really sorry. And I just fucking cried the whole time. So my face is just like bloated and wet and red in all of the pictures that they took of me in these fantastic dresses. And, um, and I cried and then I left and then I met up with you and I felt better afterwards because what the real issue was, was that I hadn't, um, prepared for my Netflix taping. I don't know what, I didn't know what material I was going to do. And the second I sat down and worked on it for 10 minutes, I felt better. And that's all it took. And, um, and then we had a fun little night, you know, getting out of the Uber right now, you guys going into the hair place. Um, whoa. One second. Stay with me. Stay with me. Thank you. Bye-bye. I think what happens though, too, is like with someone like Bourdain, it's like he's going, he's seen everything and he's still not happy. A lot of times when, you know, you're, you're in your own small town, whatever, you don't travel a lot. You're like, well, if I get to Paris or if I get to do something, I'll finally find happiness. And it gives you hope. Yes. And it gives you meaning to try to get better, get richer, to be able to see these things. But then when you see everything, it's kind of like you doing the roast. The first time you did the roast, you were probably like, I gotta do, oh my God, I get to do it. And then now it's almost a burden in a way. Because I've done it, I've scratched it off my list, and now it's just a thing that I do now. And here you are hanging out with stars, and people are like, she has the life. Because you're hanging out with stars, but now you realize that that's not the real happiness. No, it's not. I gotta go for a second, we'll be right back. We're back. Sorry, guys. I'm now sitting in a um, in a salon, and my my uh, colorist is uh, going to mix my color in the back, and then I'm gonna sit here and have to look at my fucking face all day. I really don't. This week has been hard on my face. I am so hurt by jokes about how old I look from the roast. I gotta be honest with you guys. Super hurt. That's all I want is just to look my age. And everyone said I look old for my age. And you know what? It's because of my fucking schedule. I'm tired. I'm dry. And I look older than 35, I guess, which is devastating. But here's the thing is that I'm going to maintain this. And then I'll look 35 when I'm 45. That's my prediction. But right now, I look fucking old as shit. How, do you, how old do you feel like? Do you feel like you look your age? I don't know. Lately, I've, I've started to realize I'm... Well, I'm turning 40. Yeah. And it's starting to... Finally, I'm glad that you're acknowledging it. Yeah, but, you know, I I don't want to grow up, but then I feel like if I act childish, I look too old to act childish, so then it looks ridiculous. Yes. But I also don't want that to play a role in my brain. So now I'm, like, caught in the middle of between wanting to act silly still but also looking too old to feel like i can act like a fucking idiot right so the answer is yes i'm starting to feel old and like look my i have a very gray beard Mm -hmm. yeah you do (laughs) it's like white it's not even gray it's white my grandpa had all gray everything i'll eventually be all gray i'll look like anderson cooper what really when wouldn't that be great yeah that's that'll be cool should i just gray it out now can you go all gray here you can go go ginger. <laughs> I dyed my hair blonde one time, Ugh. and it looked I like a basketball. It was just blonde right here, these four little hairs on the side of my head. Yeah. And I was like, oh, it's cool. It's hip. And then after, like, three hours, I, like, dyed it back jet black, and it just was terrible. And 
That's why you go to, you know, a professional. So many efforts to just like have different identities. You were just working on something about, you're working on a, can you share with us what you were working on? Oh, the Adrian. So I have a show uh, tomorrow night where it's called Dear Owen Wilson. You know, Owen Wilson. as you. Yeah. People said I looked like him at the last roast. So thank you for reminding me. It was a complete coincidence. Last night, by the way, we ran into, last night was so fun. Dude, last night, sometimes I got to take these moments in because I, because of you, I get to meet, not only do I meet people, they know who I am because of your Insta story. And they're like, oh, I finally get to meet you in person. And Kevin Nealon said that to me. Kevin Nealon. Yeah. Who's on, like he's Hans and Franz. He's from Weeds, which is like one of my favorite shows. He's unbelievable on that. Yeah. And like when I was talking to him, I was like, it like hit me like we went to the comedy store we walked in and uh kevin was on stage and he he was up before me and so he brought me on stage and uh but we were watching him he was so funny he has this joke that i'm so jealous he goes you know what i think i'd make a really good father if i just was at home more with my child (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah i loved his joke about his friend getting diagnosed with a terminal illness and having three months to live, so he throws the friend a party, but the friend doesn't die. <laughs> so he's like, I spent three grand and like five months in, still alive. Seven months, still alive. Finally, at 14 months, he died. But I'm, you know, I don't feel like the investment in the party was worth it. You know, he, like, he goes out one morning, he goes, and then finally, December 17th, 2014. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Still alive. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, lo- I mean, it, he was very influential in my comedy. And it was funny because afterwards he goes, I love your joke about the, um, I forget which joke he told me he liked. Oh, it was, um, I was talking about, I talk about anal, obviously, on stage. And I'm like, I don't even get to do anal. I'm like known for doing anal because people like think that's the thing about me that I love anal because on I did a Netflix special where I talked about anal for like, like the whole time. And he just like the misdirection of me being like, like the whole time. And I'm like, Kevin, you know that that's you, right? Like any people always accuse me. They're like, you just stole from Wendy Liebman and Kevin Nealon. And I'm like, yeah, I did. Just, I love that style of where you, he was, he described it as like sleight of mouth, like sleight of hand for like, you're like a magician. You're like, I'm going this way and I go this way. And it's just tricking them at the end of every sentence. And you really, really sell it. And then you just pull it out right before. I feel like he sells it by underselling it. And that's what's amazing. Like when he talks, he just talks this low. On You know what I mean? He doesn't have any inflection in his voice. He just goes, you know, he's still living at three months and then five. You know, this is how low he's talking. And he doesn't like, uh, like he doesn't nail the punch. He just lets it yeah, I don't agree with that being think? a part of his. No. Right. I mean, he's low energy, but he isn't monotone by any stretch. No, not monotone, but he doesn't, like, tell you when the punchline is. Yeah, it's subtlety, and it's yeah. always, like, but that's what I'm saying. It's, like, Wendy Liebman's joke about, so I just quit smoking crack, and it's been really good. So, yeah. like, just... Adding one little word, it's so subtle that if you're not listening and paying very close attention, you'll miss it. Yeah, my point is, is like, uh, I just got done sm- smoking, or, or I'm done smoking, a crack. As yeah, to, no one yeah. does it like that, though. A lot of... Comedians. Bad comedians. Yeah, bad comedians. 
but you wouldn't do it with that kind of joke, then you're mishandling that kind of joke. Yeah. It should be told in the same tone. Like when I say I got, uh, what, he, you know what joke he liked? He was like, I liked when you said, um, I, I was on Dancing with the Stars and I got first voted off. Yeah. I don't go first voted off. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. that would be the dumbest line read ever. Um, but then, yeah, so then afterwards we got off stage and Kevin and I were talking and then Andrew came out. I was dying for you to come out because I'm like, I know you want to meet Kevin. I know. I just don't feel, I feel like sometimes I'm intruding. And sometimes you are. And that's a good call to trust those instincts and avoid me at all costs. But Kevin is someone who I know, like, is so friendly. Yeah. I've met him one other time, but I wasn't going to, I hate when I meet someone. I've done this too many times where you meet someone once, like seven, like two years ago. Be like, oh, no, I met you. And then it just that causes that like yeah if you're someone who does that just go with whatever the person thinks when they met you always and it's way better that now he meets me for the first time he thinks he met me for the first time with you and like it was like just chill and stuff rather than being like no i met you before yeah i actually was talking to him about that very same thing because the reason i got to do the roast was because alec baldwin had seen me on kevin's hiking show and so i said kevin Alec came up to me on the red carpet at the roast and was like, do you know why I, I, I asked Nikki to be here? Do you know why? He's talking to a reporter. And I was, he was like, do you know where I first came across Nikki? And I wanted to be like the two times I've done match game and met you there, those two separate times. But I didn't say that. I would, I, you know, I didn't want to be like, I've been on match game. I just was like, oh my God, that's where you saw me? Like I was, you know, because I don't expect him to remember who, I don't remember who's on my radio show. A lot of times I'll ask people, have you done it? And they're like, yeah, we talked for two hours. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't, yeah. and I've only been doing the show a year and a half. So yeah. I don't expect anyone to remember me. But then our conversation with him was so fun. It was awesome. I mean, we were, he told us how he met his wife and he's, he's just, I don't know. There's some, there's no pretentiousness to him and he could have it all. He could have them. He could be the most pretentious. Yeah. He could look over you. Literally. He is tall which a lot of like tall people tend to like not try to listen to people shorter than them, but he makes it a point. Like, I don't know. It just felt great. Like it just, it was really cool. Yeah. That was so fun. And, um, he wrote me a really nice text afterwards too. That made me feel so much better because I'm so worried about this Netflix set I'm doing. I'm just don't know what material I'm doing. And he wrote me, I want to read it. Cause it was like, it was everything I needed to hear. Um, he gave me a note on a joke. And he was like, I'm probably wrong about it. And I was like, maybe you're right, but I don't know. And then he goes, I really can't say enough about you. Your act is so amazing and you have created such a style and a persona on stage. It's so fun to watch you because your material is so well crafted and your delivery and timing is spot on. I could go on and on. Isn't that, I mean, I needed that so bad yesterday. I was feeling such like a fraud and like that the set isn't going to even be good. And you literally just destroyed at Laugh Factory. Right. With the set that you think you're going to be doing, there was no fat. It was a hotter, it was a hot crowd. The second crowd just wasn't a fun crowd. Oh, yeah. I didn't care about that. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't affected I'm just saying, you just destroyed with that set. And it doesn't, like, even register with you for some reason. Like, you don't even feel like that that should have been the set. No, not at all. They, They were an easy crowd. They were so hot. Like, I could have been up there and just, like, done fart noises, and I would have killed. That's how easy they were. It's not a bad idea. I think you 
don't understand the difference between good and bad crowds. Yeah, I do. I just said that crowd was good. The second crowd was bad. But you just said, well, why wouldn't you just do that set you did? And it's like, well, because that crowd wasn't, they were giving me, they were like an easy teacher. You know, like when you take an easy class and you're like, oh, I got an A, but the teacher like is, it's a blow off class. That's how easy that crowd was. Okay, my point being though is that the structure of each joke went into each each segue worked. I felt like I thought it was coherent. I don't think there was really any fat. There was so much fat, dude. There was so much fat. That's the problem. I mean, you don't notice it because you're set as a ton of fat because that's your style, but it does. I do not have that much fat. Yes, you do. No, I don't. Yes, you do. You're you are. Do it. Do a joke right now. I'll tell you all the fat in it. No, that's ridiculous. Well, that's your—that's more your style. You don't have—you don't care about punchlines as much as you do having fun, and b- that's why I always tell you to do Erlacher. There's no punchlines. It's so fun. It kills. Oh, now you're biting your hands because I just insulted you. Yeah, you did. Because I don't think I have that much fat. I think you're like generalizing it and like not really. I meant your body. It. Well, that I agree with. I have <laughs> fat, stupid tits now. But there's tons of fat in my set, and I, I appreciate you saying that there's not, and I'm sorry I just insulted you by saying that there's fat in your set. People like you more than me. That's true. It's on stage, you kill. People <laughs> like the fat in your set. It is your style. We don't have the same style. No. But I don't, I, I'm with. <laughs> fat is a bad way to say it. You have more, you have more, you're looser. Yeah, I also don't have like, I don't do a lot of punchline, like analogy punchlines or similes. I, uh, more of my stuff is like... Name uh, one simile, simile or analogy I use. One. Um, I literally have zero. You used to, maybe. No, I've never done that. I've never done... That'd be like if you did this and that. I've never done that. So that's not a wrong... That's a wrong characterization of my set. You're fat. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Let's get to Monday's show. I forget who was on. Do you remember who was on? I was, and uh, fuck, um, dude, who the hell was it? <laughs> Kevin Nealon? Was it? Kevin? It wasn't Kevin Nealon. Someone was in studio on Monday. Was it Jessica Curson? No, she was no, Tuesday. It was Annie Letterman. Annie Letterman. Annie Letterman. This is Annie Letterman, me, Andrew Collin. No offense to Annie for us not remembering you. It's been a long week. Here we go. The vagina thing, I still, I feel so hypocritical because so much of my special is like, you know, fucking who cares what your vagina looks like. But I realized like recently I'm apprehensive about hooking up with anyone new because I always get scared when they first finger me that they're just going to be like, wait, what? Like, It is funny when they can't get and, in. They have to like, it takes a second. They're like, oh, sure, we got to. I always right. say, what Another chapter pair of pants? are you on? Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like, they, it's like when you're, <laughs> Skip ahead. you do coke all night and all the curtains are drawn and then you got to, in the morning, you got to like untape yeah, them from the. <laughs> yeah, that's that, like struggling with where the curtain entry is in a hotel. Like, it's when, like when you're at the cellar and you try to go through that red curtain. You yes. know what I mean? Yes, exactly. And Another speaking of red curtains, I'm yeah, just yeah, bleeding yeah, yeah, everywhere. Oh, me too. Me too, dude. My goal I'm yesterday, hemorrhaging. I told Kyle, I was like, Kyle and I do our to-do list in the morning, you know? Kyle And I'm again. like, I yeah. go, I go, um, my goal today is to just not bleed on any furniture. I just want to not bleed yes. out on anything. Yeah. I, I've had my period since I was 11. I'm 
36, 20, 25 years. Oh I've bled on furniture every time. Every time? It's every month. so great. <laughs> <laughs> I forget I get my period. I get I'm shocked. I'm, every I'm single horrified. time I'm shocked. You have a red couch. It's no, so rough. No, it's a white $6,000 couch. couch. My friend yeah. gave me his or really brown. expensive couch. Oh, nice. And, um... I know, I just texted the New Zealand guy. I was like, oh, if you were here, I would have brought you to the roast and fucked you in my $6,000 couch. Oh, my God. Wait. Uh, but I want to just say, when I was getting ready for the roast, um, I got a really bad spray tan the night before. I spent, like, $150 on this shitty spray tan. It just, like, I, I hung out with Jamie uh, Pete Lee's girlfriend yeah. the night before, and she looked amazing. She just went into, like, a booth and spent 20 yeah. bucks. And I'm like, why are you so m-? And she was like, I'll fix your spray tan. Like, I've She's been doing it forever. I'll fix it. She comes over to my hotel room on Saturday, the day of the roast, and with her, like, tanning cream and um she's like take a shower put lotion on your knees like she like and then uh i'm butt naked and she's doing my legs and we've never she's seen each pushing, other naked. she's pushing your pussy to the side yeah we've never seen each other naked and i go is it okay if you're like staring at my vagina and she's like it's fine she goes by the way we have the same vagina and i was like oh, we really? all so many like, people have them by the way kurt so told me that too excited. kurt was like most girls have that yeah they do it's, uh, but do you notice the girls that don't have them are shitty about them? Oh, it, I'll tell you I a name after devastated. this. This girl that's now a lesbian, by the yeah. way, and she was like, she keeps going like, ew or whatever. I'm like, you're not a lesbian if you're talking shit on women's vagina. Like, get the fuck out of you, attention, Les. Yeah. Um. No, I was devastated. I remember going on a girls' trip with uh, Schumer and all of her high school friends, and I mentioned something about like my vagina looking like a roast beef sandwich or whatever. And they were all like, "What?" And I'm like, "You know, how it like hangs out, and you have to like tuck it." And they're like, "Wait, what?" They were like, "Nikki, playing draw really it." And no, they weren't playing dumb. They were just like, "What the fuck?" Because they all have line vaginas where it's just one line and nothing comes out. And they couldn't believe it. And I was like, "We're adult women, and you're shaming. You don't even know about." I remember Des uh, Bishop being like. Well, he says some, what did he say? He said something like, "Oh, he's like I." He's like, "Let's just say I don't like just the bun or something." I was like, "I love you, Des." Oh, that's nice. Yeah, Des is a good boy. I know that Jim Jim Norton likes him. Oh like yeah, us yeah, too. yeah, yeah. That yeah. always made me feel good, like listening to Opie and Anthony. I know, but then the you day. get weirded out when he finds out you have one. You're like, "Wait a second. I know. <laughs> he just his face, like he like does like a buck <laughs> eagle, yeah. and you're like, "Oh no!" He gets like all twitchy. You're like, "Oh no!" He starts like there's just like <laughs> moisture that accumulates on his top lip suddenly. Like, oh god. <laughs> Well, um, DeRosa once like said something because I had hooked up with him forever ago, and he said, "We I, both did." I made. I mean, we're we are Eskimo sisters. We really quite a few times, I think. <laughs> and um, but I honestly, that's what I'm saying with comics. Like, I think I fucked every. No offense, every comic yeah, I want to fuck. I I, I also had no thought that. I know. I th- I thought that I had been, th- but there are young ones coming up. First of all, I can't. I can't go down anymore. Some of them are like the 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 younger boys are like they've been raised by women who are like empowered, so they like respect women more than That's ones so that are our age. I'm just kidding. I know, but they I <laughs> I, I was like them. not into young guys because I was like, there's no we mature faster than them anyway, so why would I want to date someone who's younger than me? But I found that like younger guys actually like like older. They women are yeah, they like more. like and all the dating apps. I just I made my shit go lower because I was going higher, and then I was like I after this last one, I was like I can't deal with your mental illness. Like you're mentally <laughs> ill. Like yes. I thought they were gonna be because they're better in beds. If I thought they were gonna be, but it's like no, they're just there's more trauma like they've yeah. had more shit happen i'm just like no i want like a young boy that hasn't been ruined i want to be the one that ruins him i want to be the one that like sends you what were you gonna say about DeRosa? oh he was on stage and i told a joke about something about fucking him 
Oh wait, I can't tell this, but I'll tell you later. Okay. But that it's him. But um, some joke about him, and he got mad at me. So then he went on, but it wasn't like that bad. It was just right. like a. And then he goes on after me. He goes, whatever. Annie has a meaty vagina. And then I was so like, I I, I was like, <gasps> and I I couldn't. Like, I was, like, wind taken out of me. Like, oh, no. It was at the stand. Like, everyone's there. I go upstairs. All these dudes are, like, coming up, and they're like, is it true? Like, they're all drooling. They're They're all into it. it. Everyone's. If you're not into it, it's on you. Like, really, it's on you. Because just lean in. Yeah. But anyway, so then they're, like, I've never had complaints. Ever. I've only been told it's amazing. Why are you insecure? What's going on? It's the best. Yeah, you're right. But also it's like, it's just about getting to the point where you're just like leg spread, hanging out, like not even worrying about it. I know. It's the best feeling. Just like who gives a fuck. Welcome back to the podcast. I got to say, I regret saying that Andrew Collins set is full of fat. It's not. He's worked very hard to take the fat out. There used to be a lot. There used to, maybe. Yes. No, there was more. <laughs> yes, there was more. And you've helped me a lot with punchlines. Like, the pocket pussy story, if we went through that, it's so much more punched up. I used to tell stories that were funny, and I thought that that was enough without needing tags a lot of times, sometimes. Or just, like, like succinct jokes. Yeah. And not a lot of filler in between. Mm-hmm. So you want to do the pocket pussy joke? Um, puberty is a weird age. Too um, much fat. I'm just kidding. <laughs> where's where's the joke? Pu- pu- pubes. Stink. Good, good. That's better. Pubes stink. <laughs> uh, puberty is a, a weird age. Uh, you tend to fuck. Uh, you tend to fuck weird things when you're exploring your body when you're a kid. Uh, I found out when I was 12, I was in my parents' bathroom and I came across my dad's pocket pussy. And then she's like, oh, and I was like, yeah, that's how I feel. And then I go. Great. So far, so good. We've got two laugh lines. Yeah. Well, actually, no, one. Yeah, that's how I feel. Yeah, but I mean. I Finding to... my dad's pocket pussy is not a joke. It's just a no. fact. No, but setting it, I had to set it up at least a little bit. Puberty is yeah. weird. Yeah. And then I go. Uh, that's how I feel. I go, yeah, I found it. It was, it was, it was, there was so much hair on it. It came with hair. Like my dad bought it with hair. Like it's like a, it's like, um, still no punchline. I know. Here it comes. And then I go, it's like, uh, it's like my dad was shopping. He's like, oh, give me the old muskrat. Give me five. Oh, went to hell. So hair, it was like a chia pussy. Joke, joke, joke. And then he goes, um, he goes, and, and it was wet. And I was like, why was it? Thinking back, why was it wet? Ah, did my, does that mean my dad just used it? And then would that mean that I use, uh, I use my own dad's cum as lube? <laughs> okay, well, that's a joke I gave you. This is the thing. But I think I, I thought of the callback to dry. I think you definitely gave me that line. And then I go, and that's why I like it dry now, which calls back to another thing, which is a joke. Great, yes. Which is like my favorite joke, which I never would have got to if you didn't give me the other line. And then uh, I go, that's why I like it dry. And I go, you know, my my parents were divorced when I was a kid. My dad wasn't around a lot. A couple of weeks ago, we were hanging out, and I thought, well, maybe we could bond over this. And I'll, oh no, I didn't. I didn't tell my fuck it. I didn't tell my fuck. I just said I found your pocket pussy. And he looks at me and he goes, Drew, it's not what you think. It was a mold of your own mother. 
and then that gets the most absurd groan ever and laughs. And then I call back to my very first joke of the set when, when I'm eating like that. What is that, garlic? Yeah, that's pretty masterful. There's literally no fat to that. What there is is places where you could have jokes where there aren't jokes. Yeah, but I don't mind the quiet a little bit. Like, yeah, I, the, that's my issue is that I can't stand having a sentence without a punchline. I just don't like because I'm uncomfortable with um, – I feel like if there's silence, then they're disappointed in me, and they've paid for a ticket. They didn't pay to just sit there and listen. They yeah, paid to I, laugh. I feel like you have a lot of more bits where, like, you know when you do the TED Talk bit about blowjobs, and you're, like, or, like, even this new stuff with the horse stuff, like, where you're, like, ranting almost. Like, it's like a, and it's, and then you hit them with a punchline at the very end, like, after, like, four sentences. Yes, and that is why I am embarrassed of my new stuff because it's not worked out enough, and it's you just Chappelle's special. His first five minutes, or first not five minutes, but he doesn't get a laugh. Though he starts with suicide about yeah, and it, there's no there's no real hard laugh line. He doesn't have. I could never do what he does in terms of like build up the tension and then release it with a good punch. I think it's, I, it's just not the style that I like yeah. to watch or that. I mean, I liked his special. The first 20 minutes that I saw until he said that 36-year-old pussy was terrible. And then I was like, I'm out. I can't. You I t- seven months. It was so insulting. Every girl I've talked to, I'm like, did you get to that 36-year-old pussy line? And they're like, dude, devastating. And I'm like, I know. <laughs> it's such a funny age because it's not that old of an age, but it is just on the cusp of being It's old. such a funny age to pick. Yeah. Of all the numbers to pick, he nailed it. Yeah, because if he went with, like, 45, people would be like, yeah, people have been saying that off. Yeah, that's so true. Um, so what is the show you're doing? Oh, uh, it's called Dear Owen Wilson. So when Owen Wilson committed, tried to commit suicide. Committed suicide. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot that he tried to kill himself. He tried to kill himself, and he was at the height of his – that was at the height of his career. He was making, like, $15 million a picture in, like, nine movies. Man, we don't, we don't just look alike. We think alike, too. Oh, if only you could go through with it. Um, You're going to really regret that someday. Not. <laughs> not. Man, I want to bring back not. We just did. Whoa. Jackpot not. Jack not. Not, not is so funny. I love I really, I really, like, respect you. Not. <laughs> That was so, like, fifth grade to middle school. Dude, it was the best. Not your, your hairline looks good right now. Your hair looks good right now. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Yeah, it's good. Oh, wait. Oh, I wasn't doing not. I wasn't even doing not. Oh, my God, that was a perfect not. But I wasn't even saying it. I fell for it right away, too. I fell for it. In, I thought you were going to do not or psych your mind. What's remember, Psych Your Mind? Do you remember Psych Your Mind? I'm a, Allie, do you remember Psych Your Mind? Psych and then not. Is, I thought you yeah. were saying Psych Your Mind, though. What's Psych Your Mind is on Psych. And you say Psych, psych but you don't say Psych Your Mind. I'm telling you. I'll Google it later. But Oh, there's another thing that was like very just, oh, did you ever say, um, like if you were talking about hooking up, like they got on each other? Got it on? No, no, no. Like if I was to say like Matt and I got it on last night or uh, I yeah, got, I no, 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 not got it on. Sorry. Um, I got on Matt last night. No. 
they got on each other. You've no. never heard that? No, I never That's heard That's what that. we said in St. Louis. It was so stupid. I remember I met a girl, and she said, uh, they're from Canada. They said smoked up instead of smoke out. Do you remember smoke out? Hey, you want to smoke out? Yeah, you want to get smoked out? Yeah, smoked up. And that was like the big thing, I remember. Because they're up in Canada. I guess. They're smoking up. A. Oh. Not. Not. Let's get to Tuesday's show. Tuesday's show, yeah, Jessica, it was one of the most depressing shows oh I've ever done. Listen, when I'm going through something, I can't be funny. And She was right there with you. I know. I invite. I was trying to book that show to be like the most fun because the video cameras were in, and she was just as depressed as I was. And I always match your energy. I always feel like I have to match your energy. Please don't. That's no. why I have you around is because no. I need you to elevate it. No, I I literally bring Andrew. You don't understand. Like I, when we're on air, I need you to bring it up. But I've gotten giddy, and then you get mad at me for for being too happy. But not on air. I don't. Yes, you do, dude. Yeah, you do. You go. I don't like this energy. Can you tone it down? Well, I take that back, and I need you. I'm really struggling recently with being depressed. So when you're on air with me, I need you to pump it up. All right, I'll be there for you if you're ever depressed. Which is every not. single day. Oh, not. Not. So, honestly, I need you to bring it. Definitely. Like, Sorry. like. <laughs> Here's Tuesday's show with Jessica Kirsten, the most depressing show ever. I don't even know what clip Noah's going to pull from this to, to that anyone wants to hear. Jesus Christ. Guys, I'm going through it. Thanks for listening. What about, uh, how did Joanne start? Where you just... Yell for these women. That I'm just don't exist. always looking for someone to help me. <laughs> so in public, I'm like Joanne. Like I just am always. And now she's a hashtag. And now my fans are like, I saw Joanne in the deli. <laughs> she she looked spotted. really unkept. You know, it's amazing. Have you it's seen on the my little, Twitter. the Lady Gaga documentary? No. Oh, she has a what an aunt or oh yeah, grandma. Joanne is her aunt, her dead aunt that she believes she's reincarnated as. Oh, it's none met. of that. It's literally just me looking for someone to help me. Yeah. Lois. Yeah, but I th- now I deal with haters that way. I just call them a different name with a question mark, and they're so confused. Like, you suck, you fat bitch, you'll never make it. And I'm like, Lois? Like, just with a question mark. And they're like, who's Lois? Fuck you. I'm like, you'll find her soon. It's all going to be okay. It's so funny. Whenever I'm at the cellar and I'm just sitting there having dinner and you're on your way out, you stop by the table, say goodbye to everyone and on your way out I'll just go Joanne I'll just try to trigger you to do it yeah and then so loudly in a crowded restaurant Joanne (laughs) and then I look around for her yeah that's the best part that's the part Mateo loves the most is that I keep looking (laughs) I'm like where is she on the the great plains it's also a great way to get a waitress or waiter I mean I told you that because it's the tone Joanne it's anyone turns around if they're serving you so they literally answer to any name you you everyone needs to try this uh it's addictive another thing that works all the time is shh yeah every you're you're in a public setting and you shush It's so you got to start trying it, Jess. I've everyone, done it so many times. Everyone I quiets that. down. It's Let's do so, that. It, that's a good one because people do need to. Shush. This is what we need to do. We go. We need to go shh, and then everyone gets quiet Joanne. and go, Joanne. Joanne. And then you that's fall. When, yeah, and then I fall and kill myself, and no one picks you up. Right. Oh my God! You had some tweet I'm trying to find about your grandmother said, um, "Don't settle for like look for a." a <laughs> 
What what was the thing you said? Don't ever you? settle. And I'm like, which is ironic because my grandfather was a dick. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. My grandma always used to be like, you're going to find a guy, your grandpa <laughs> and I'm. And I'm like, I would never want what you had. With grandpa, he was. Uh, what was your grandfather like? He used to. His bit was like he'd play hide and seek, and then we'd hide, and he'd never come get us. And that was like the joke of the family. Was, no wonder, Nikki. Yeah. No so, wonder why you just threw the tampon on the floor. It just. <laughs> it makes it's all checks out, but it's really funny though. The thing I love about my grandma is that she always used to. You know, when my grandpa died, she probably lived maybe fifteen years after. He died, and um, she would oh, the first five years at my grandpa was just a saint, and like I can't live without him, and I can't wait to be back in heaven and see him again. And then she started getting dogs, <laughs> and um, she got dog after dog. she would get these senior dogs that were kind of her speed, and she like she'd feed them until they die, like they would just get too fat to live, and then she'd kill them with food. But they were always just like these sweet dogs that she'd love. And then before she died, she was um, she knew she was going to heaven, and she was like, "I'm just so excited to see Millie and and Missy or, or all of her dogs and Molly, like old M names." <laughs> and um, and I'd be like, "What about Grandpa?" And she'd be like, "Oh." She's like, I, I had a whole this life. This is hilarious. Them. I yeah, loved so it. Funny. She kind of threw my grand, my mean, like kind uh-huh. of ornery, alcoholic, yeah. I'm guessing, grandpa under the bus. Because I was always like, why are you so into this guy? Because Mimi was so cool. And my grandpa was just like never, he was funny and like, but not cool. And and I love that later in life she realized he kind of sucked compared to these dogs. She just ended up with him too soon. Yeah. And was with him, had 10 kids with him. 10? Ten. 10 kids. Jeez. Oh my God. And then didn't God. even want to see him in heaven. She was like, he'll be there. I'll run into him. <laughs> but it was not. <laughs> run into him. And I mean, she used to talk walk. about, I can't wait to see him again. <laughs> and then the dogs, I mean, that's the way I'm going to be is like just wanting to see my pets up there. How many did she have at one time? Like, Always what just was the one, most? one after the oh, other. Oh, it was just okay. one. My grandma Shirley did that with men. Like, oh, really? So when my grandpa Henry died, she was probably like 80. And then she got another boyfriend within months and made him grow the identical white mustache that my grandpa Henry had. <laughs> so my, this guy, I never met him before, got out of the car with aviators <laughs> on with a white mustache. And he's a 5'4 little Jewish guy. He looks exactly like my grandpa That's Henry. That's so wow. interesting. And she fucks him to death. Like, my grandma loves sex. Like, what? Like she talks to my mom about it all the time. Maybe that's why her ass is so messed up. No, no, that's a, that's the other grandma. Oh, okay. That's the other side. This one's intact, I think. I don't know. That's no. the other side. It's, it's her pussy. Up it's too. her pussy. It's her So one grandpa, grandma so has a terrible she, asshole. I'm, the other. I'm telling you, she fucked this guy to death. Then she gets another guy. Makes him grow another identical white mustache. I swear on my life. This makes so much sense for you. And then fucks him to death. He just died like two years ago. And now she's in a retirement How do you home. know she's fucking them? She tells my mother about her sex life. I swear to God, my grandma Shirley. She's like 99 now. She's in a, she's in a home. And now she's talking about how she wants to fuck a husband who has dementia. But she also has kind of dementia now. She sounds like a killer. She is a killer. She's wow. like She's like the talented... You know, Mr. Ripley or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, and so then now she's fucking this guy apparently, and now they. She's 99 and having sex? I, I can't even 
believe it. She, I'm surprised she still has a vagina. Didn't it <laughs> I don't know. Off? You can fuck anything. Like the arm. There's skin everywhere. Jesus. You well, that's I mean? why a lot of Jewish women cover their elbows because they're very hot. <laughs> they I are very fuck them. Yes, like elbow. yes. <laughs> like especially like elbow, collarbone, their head. That's uh, all the things. The I back of a fuck. knee. Oh yeah. Yeah. We're back. That was ooh, Tuesday's show, and now I'm still at the hair salon. Now I'm my head is under one of those dryers that I never understood what they do. Do you understand what this is doing right now? Uh, it makes you look uh, like an idiot. Mission accomplished. Not. Okay, so you're doing a show where you have to... Wait, Owen Wilson tried to kill himself. So Owen Wilson tried to commit suicide. Blair Saki, who's a comedian, uh, felt so depressed. Man, I really thought her last name was Sochi. It might be. Do you really not know her last name? Saki. Saki? But it's spelled... S-O-C-C-I. H-I, I think. Or let me look. She's one of my best friends. We literally said it earlier in the podcast that one of your best friends was Blair. Yeah. Oh, it is. <laughs> S-O-C-C-I. Is it Soki or Sochi or Sachi or Saki? Will you text her and ask how to pronounce her last name just so we have an answer after we finish this discussion? Yeah. Because I think it's Sachi. No, it's Saki. Soki. I think it's Soki. Blair Saki. I think it's Soki. I mean... These are my bets. What do you think, listener? S-O-C-C-I. Just text her. Will you just text her now before we get into the story? Just say, how do you pronounce your last name? Is that going to be embarrassing? No, but I'm not going to be able to... How can I tell through a text unless she sends back a voice? I think she'll be able to say it's blank, like blank. Saki, like the wine. Sochi, like the Olympic Games city. I mean, this is... I don't... This could be bad. How exactly he's writing do you pronounce your last name i can't wait to see her response she's gonna lose her mind she's not gonna be happy about this i can't i can't wait tell her that nikki wants to know okay yeah but, but that you'll reveal that you don't know oh the bubbles are coming up you guys the bubbles are, this is one of his best friends he has to ask how to pronounce her last name Saki. Saki. okay so good you were right Say, I was right. I knew that. Not. <laughs> She's writing something else. He just goes, I was right. She doesn't even know that. Andrew is uh, contextless. So, okay. So, the, the point of her show. So, she wrote him a letter saying that he was a good actor. And that you shouldn't kill yourself. And your nose is not bad. <laughs> I don't know. Like, she wrote, like, a bunch of stuff. Trying to save him. Yeah, that's so sweet. I know. So then she thought of a show where if you would write your celebrities that meant a lot to you when you were a kid, how would that? How would that show up? You know. Do you have the first one you wrote anywhere in there? Yeah. So first, I did Dave Matthews. Okay. Can I read it? Yeah. Well, actually, you read it. Now, mind you, this show—it's at least okay. I don't need to explain. What were you going to explain? That it's supposed to be funny? Of course. It's supposed to be funny, but it's funny through the dryness of it. Like, it's not supposed to be, like, stand-up. Well, duh. Okay. All right. Dear Dave Matthews, my name is Andrew. I'm a 13-year-old boy from Florida. I knew I loved your music the first time I heard Ants Marching. Your songs make me so happy. Recently, my parents had a horrible divorce that destroyed our family. 
My dad cheated on my mom with his secretary at his doctor's office. My mom says my dad thinks with the wrong head. My therapist was shocked when I said that during our session. I feel bad for my mom. Wait a second. Can I unpack that? Why was your therapist shocked that your mom said he thinks with the wrong head? Because I was so young that I said it. Wait, what? I... Oh, I messed that up. Your therapist was shocked that you told her that your mom says that your dad thinks with his wrong head. Yeah. Meaning his thinks was his dick. Oh, got it. That does not translate, and I bet your audience didn't get that either. They laughed. Um, My therapist was shocked when I said that during our session. I feel bad for my mom. All day she just drinks wine with ice, plays solitaire, and eats hot dogs without a bun. I find my only... Low carb, baby. Low carb. (laughs) Does she not know that there's lots of carbs in wine? I mean, now... I think I don't know why she did it then. She used to just dip the hot dog in ketchup. Wait, like in bed? No, on like a plate? I remember at my birthday party, she would do it and she came up to me, she was all drunk and she had ketchup all over her face. Just, yeah. It's disgusting. Um, I find my only escape is when I listen to your music or when I take out my jet ski. A month ago I bought a jet ski with all my bar mitzvah money. It's a Yamaha that can go fifty miles per hour. Why did your parents let you spend your money on a jet ski? Because they were busy fighting and in their own... Eating hot dogs? Without a bun. I can't wait to see you in concert. Your song that really hits me the deepest is I'll Back You Up. Oh, God. I remember thinking I could go on forever. Not really. uh, You were there, but I know the touch of you is hard to remember. Did you love that song when you were 13? I know. Who did you think about when you were... Like your mom? No, probably just a girl, the coolest girl in school that wouldn't... Date me. Okay. DuPont? Kimberly DuPont? Kimball. She's married now. Uh, your song that really hits me. Okay. I read on the internet that it was the very first song you ever wrote. I've listened to it a million times. The song hits me because one day I want to find someone that I can back up and maybe take for a ride on my jet ski. Thanks, Dave. That really was like I was reading 13-year-old you. Yeah. I think because you write like a 13-year-old. Continue. Let's do Owen Wilson. Oh, wait. Uh, what's your name? Adrian Grenier? Now, this is the problem. Adrian Grenier, I'm 20-something, but I still write like I'm 13, I think. That's what I'm saying. Like, you still, you haven't aged since you were stunted at your parents' divorce. Do you know that? Now I do. Not. No, I was. Um, Dear Adrian Grenier, I was lost after graduating. I think it's Grenier. Do you want to text him and ask how it's pronounced? You write him. I'll Google it. But Adrian Grenier. I was lost after graduating college. I cheated in every class. I learned nothing. I moved to Los Angeles afterwards. I wanted to be a producer. Didn't know what a producer did, but my uncle knew a guy that owned a production company. So I drove cross-country from Florida to work as a PA. I wore a suit the first day of shooting. Everyone laughed at me. I thought the job was consistent, but it was just one weekend. I ended up working some shitty job. I started partying too hard. One time I did cocaine all night with a stripper and just talked about life. We both didn't learn that much. Then I did a grab. <laughs> we both didn't learn that much. You know what that reminds me of is that, that part in that uh, long December. Drove up to Hillside, met her sometime after 2 a.m. Talked a little while about the year. That's like you and that stripper just talking about Dude. nothing. It was We were overlooking Lake Pontchartrain, which is a lake like outside New Orleans. 
just doing so much cocaine until like eight in the morning, not trying to hook up, just talking about things. I, if I could have a recording, it would probably sound just like our podcast. <laughs> so anyway, so partying too hard. Uh, then I did a gravity bong hit, had a panic attack, and ended up in the ER for four days in the heart ward, running up a $7,000 hospital bill. I moved back to Florida. I was so sad and depressed. I never felt lower. Did you graduate? What? From college? Yeah, but late. How late? I had to go to summer school. I walked, but there was no diploma in my... In my there was no paper in my diploma. They just gave me an empty diploma. And my parents flew in for that. Um, Did they know? Yeah, they flew in for a fake graduation. Wow. Why the fuck did I have them come in for that? Why did I have to do that? You know what I mean? I don't know. And I'm sure that was so stressful having them both there at the same event when they were estranged. Unbelievable. Like, they were taking pictures with me for not even really graduating. (laughs) Oh, my God. I would kill to see those pictures of you with your just blank sheet of paper rolled up. It was a place standing between two people that hate each other. Oh, uh, they didn't stand by each other. Oh, really? Yeah, they weren't. Yeah. So then I go, okay, but then I go, oh, I was so sad and depressed. I never felt lower. But then I got my real estate license. Now I am making insane money and it's so easy. I bought a Mercedes AMG with 400 horsepower and barely street legal tinted windows. I fucking love your show Entourage on HBO. Me and my boys relate so hard to it. I've always considered myself a turtle mixed with a little Johnny drama. But now that I'm bringing in a ton of money, I think for the first time in my life, I can call myself a Vince. Thanks for showing me that life is possible. I'm forever grateful. Oh, my God. That was so meaningful. You <laughs> really meant it. Funny. That's why. I, well, yeah, I loved Entourage. What did you love about it? I don't know. I think I was in them. I was just in. I was a bro. I was a bro motherfucking bro who just wanted to party. And fucking drink Jaeger bombs and get bottle service and travel and go to Vegas and just have a story to tell, man. You just need that story, bro. You remember? You you, you probably did some things for just for the story at some point. No, I, d- I really didn't. I don't think I ever lived for the story. I just... And I definitely never related to an HBO show about a bunch of idiots. Yeah. I think there was a lesson learned there. You and your boys. You like sex in the city. That's what the entourage was. I guess so. Yeah. The entourage. You don't even know how to say it. Let's get to... Th- <laughs> Let's get to... um. What, today's show? Good. Yeah, it's going to be great. Yeah. Today's show was who? I already forget. It was literally two hours ago. <laughs> who was on the show today? Oh Lizzie God. Cooperman. <laughs> Lizzie Cooperman, me and Andrew Collin... On today's show, I mean, Wednesday's show. Here we go. And another weird thing I've noticed recently is before therapy, I reach inside my bra and separate my boobs separate before every them. session. No. You don't want them together. I don't want them together. I you need don't my make boobs cleavage. Do you feel more open? Like your heart is open? When I your feel like they're more aren't... secure when they're pointed out to the sides. I don't know why. Like That's I try so to like bizarre. move you them as far better? apart as possible. No, they definitely don't look better separated. No, every girl <laughs> knows that. Right? I don't know. Sometimes I think if you wear something low cut, they kind of it kind of looks good to have like a space. Yes, I mean that's the new look. Kind of, it's just right. having like the scallops right on the side, <laughs> scallops. instead of pushed together like just like yeah. trying so hard right. to make something out of nothing. Right. 
Um, but but uh, but yeah. Well, so it's funny that you're like she's like feel your boobs in your bra. Yeah, she was. It, it's just a lot of um. It's a lot of money for right. a lot of stuff that I'm. I'm just like I, I go I. I go on radio every day and I talk about the same stuff I talk about in here and I get those just as much out of it. Is EFT the tapping? No. Oh. EDMR is oh, the okay. eye movement. Tapping might be something else. I don't oh, okay. know what it's called, but um, I don't know. It's emotionally focused therapy. So I looked into it and so I'm going to try that next. But didn't you have a male therapist who like, yes, he's not really? listening. I had Can this male us? therapist. He was so good looking. Oh, yeah. And there was something like weirdly like poetic about him that I was like, yeah, we're def like, there's definitely a there was a connection. Mm -hmm. I actually felt like he did care about me. Before I get to that part, can I just tell you one day he goes, just to let you know, I'm wearing two different shoes today. And I go, what? And he goes, <laughs> I just wanted to let you know that I knew. And that, and I was like, Okay, but it kind of like stuff like that made me like him more. Like, yeah, he put he on some, like the two like wrong shoes. He had two shoes that were from a different. It wasn't like two left shoes. It was like yeah. two different. Yeah, well, okay. I guess that it was on purpose. Different. He was like, my shoes all look very similar. Oh, and it was I got an accident. Ready in the yeah, yeah, it was in the morning, and he right. didn't want you seeing that and being like, my therapist has two different right. shoes. Yeah, what <laughs> yeah. Why am I getting advice from <laughs> this guy? But seriously, why? Yeah, he was like, I just wanted to let you know. The um, light out is the light is out in my closet. I couldn't see. Yeah. He's like, so we'll be doing therapy in the dark today. Yeah. <laughs> Which brings me to So then one day I was like in there and I'm telling him about this I had slept with this guy and I telling him this story and I go, Yeah, I'm like, so we're in bed. I'm like, and I'm on top and he goes like hard swallow. <laughs> And I go, you know what? We don't have to talk about this. He goes, no, no, no. He goes, we should talk about this. Um, this is going to come up. He's like, I'm a man and you're a woman. And like, we should talk about what that means and what it's like for you to talk to me about sex. And I was like, yeah, I, I don't want to. No. I don't want to have to analyze how turned on my therapist and I mm -hmm. are while I'm talking about my problems. Because no. I also felt like when I was telling him. It was like, sexy. maybe this is something we could do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. What are your hours? Oh, like, my let's God. Let's work it out. You know, it, it, it kind of got to a point where I was like, there was like a palpable tension. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I just but love a hard swallow. Just it was like, <laughs> you see it. You know, um, my friend had a- <laughs> You can hear it across the room. Even in, do you remember in Dirty Dancing? When no. Um, <laughs> I never saw it. So funny. My friend just had like a dirty dancing party. So I went back and watched the trailer, and there's a scene where Jennifer Gray is like watching Patrick Swayze and Cha Cha or whatever. Mm -hmm. I, every random dancer in a movie's name is Cha Cha. I'm sure that's not her name. I hope I can. It's a blonde lady who gets the abortion. They're dancing, and Jennifer Gray just looks and she's like, and I'm like, oh my god, that's exactly what my therapist uh, <laughs> just like. You can't help the swallows. Yeah, I remember one time, um, uh, going to see the Avengers or one of those movies with my ex boyfriend, and um, and I do a bit about this. I I take this moment and I put it in another story for um for a bit I do, but this really happened was um, there's there's this opening scene in one of the Avengers where. Hugh Jackman's character is like waking up in the morning 
and he's like in bed with a girl and he like wakes up, he sits up in bed and he like stretches and it's a shot of his back. And it's just like the bet, like I just love a guy's torso when they're just like a muscular back. It's just shoulders. Just, that's like my favorite part of a guy. And he stretches. You just swallowed now. I know. And he and I go, I go, like I gasped. And he and my and Chris heard me. And he goes, "Did you just gasp?" And I was. And he was like kind of annoyed by it. And like I would have been too if he saw like right. a hot girl and was like, go, 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 go. you know, like it was just right. a little bit over the top. But I right. didn't mean to. <laughs> and it was he was a little like irritated by it. And I could tell that. And and he said that he started going. Um, he went to a trainer and just lifted shortly back. after that and was like told oh the trainer like I went to go see X Men with my girlfriend and she gasped at hum- Jackman's back. So we got to work on that. It was really nice. So I liked can it. You That's... T- can you tie knives to my hands? <laughs> hey guys. Guys, that was a Wednesday show. There was no Thursday show this week because I am in Las Vegas, Nevada right now. Um, it's the next day since the last time you heard me and Andrew. Andrew is with me. Welcome welcome back, Andrew. We're in Vegas. Yeah, it's great to be here. I'm glad I could bring your, your dress. Okay, so here's what happened. Last night, Wednesday night, first of all, I had a fucking meltdown yesterday. Did you hear about it? I was in the room. Oh, that, no, that got worse. Oh, Oh, so I had three meltdowns yesterday, just sobbing meltdowns. Um, And Andrew really helped me on the first one. It was probably two hours after the last time you heard me talking on this thing. I got home from getting my hair done, and then I saw some pictures of myself online that really upset me, and I just spiraled. And Andrew was in the corner, like on his phone, and I was on the phone with Anya Marina on speakerphone, just talking about boys and like life. And then I got sent these pictures, and I like it just sent me into a spiral. And I started sobbing. And Andrew's just in the corner listening to me talk to Anya, and Anya's trying to like talk me off the ledge, literally. And poor Andrew's just in the corner, like tr- charging his phone silently. <laughs> I don't ever know what to say at moments like that. Like you can do it. Like, because you're so, you were hysterical. And, uh, thank you. Oh, not funny. No, never. Okay. Yeah. I was just so sad. And then, you know, you did the right thing because then as soon as I hung up the phone with Anya, you were like, you need to take a nap. And I was like, I have to check out at two. And it was like, and it was 145. And I was like, I have to check out at two. And you were like, ask for an extension. I'm like, I already did. And then I called down to the lobby and asked them for a half hour more, and I got it. And then Andrew left, and I took a nap, and I felt so much better afterwards. So thank you for that. That was really um, – that was great advice. And then we went over to Pete and Jamie's because I had to check out the hotel, Pete Lee and Jamie, his girlfriend. And we hung out there, and that was a fun hang. And then I went and got a spray tan and a scrub, which, by the way, I got a scrub before my spray tan. This mean Russian woman – was scrubbing me and like had to scrub up and down my leg. Like I'm naked laying on this um, table in a dark room with um, a bunch of water spilling on me. It's maybe the worst thing for the environment is to get a, a scrub. And she's scrubbing me viciously because I have a spray tan. She has to get it off. Like Chernobyl. What? It probably looked like Chernobyl. Kind. Uh, I mean, I haven't seen Chernobyl, uh, but yes, it probably did. She's scrubbing me so hard up and down my inner thigh, and she's just slamming into my vagina, showing no s- discretion. And at one point I go, maybe she doesn't, like, know I have a vagina. Like, I literally – that's the that's the um thought. 
of a victim of like, maybe they don't know I have a vagina. Maybe she, I'm like, no, she has a vagina. She knows not to touch someone there, but just jabbing me in the vagina, literally like taking the, this, the tan off my pussy lips. Um, and I didn't even care. I was just like so numb and so sad. Um, and then she's, then, then I get done with the scrub. I go downstairs. The tan is not off me. I'm at the tanning place, getting a scrub at the tanning place where you go and they go, yeah, your your tan it just doesn't come off. And I go, "Well, what do women do? I know I'm not the only woman who needs two spray tans a week apart and they slough off in the middle. What do you do? What's the protocol?" And they're like, "Um, just like maybe soak in a bath for a couple hours before you come in for your scrub." And I go, "Well, that I don't have time for that." And they go, "Well, and I go, "You know what? I'm done. I'm done with this. I'm done getting spray tans. I'm done with all of this." And I kind of had a little mini meltdown. And then I went and got my spray tan. I get dressed. I'm running late. I have to go see Dave Matthews at um, Sirius. I have an exclusive ticket to this private concert at Sirius. I have to be there at 6.30. It's 5.45. I get caught in traffic. I get back to Pete and Jamie's at 6.15. I need to be – I need to get dressed still. I'm just soaking from the spray tan. And sweaty and disgusting. And my spray tan is completely off. It's ruined. I spent $250 for a scrub and a spray tan. And it's completely just a mess. And Jamie meets me outside because she just was going to let me in and then leave. Because I didn't I didn't have a key to get in. Mm-hmm. So she was going to leave and go to Pete's show. And then I just took off my uh, jumper that I had on. And she saw my spray tan. And I just started sobbing. And I was like, why can't anything be right? And she was like, I'm not going to Pete's show. You need me. So she gave – she literally was – I've never seen a friend so worried about someone. She was so nice. She gave – she made me – she, like, force-fed me a Klonopin. She, like, put it in my mouth and massaged my throat so I'd swallow it because I, I had to be sedated. It was that point with me. I literally am losing my mind. Um and then I t- took a Klonopin and I felt very relaxed. And I was like, but I have to plan my set for the Netflix taping. And she's like, you can, s- this will just calm your thoughts. So then I was able to like eat something and kind of sit there and touch up my spray tan and feel better. And then, um, like I would say 20 minutes later, the Klonopin wore off and I started sobbing again because I was like, I I realized I could have gone to see Dave Matthews because I, I was like, I can't go see Dave Matthews. I don't have time. And the meet and greet for him was at 830 and I was getting picked up for the airport at 8. So I wouldn't have even been able to meet him. So I was just, fuck it all. I'm not going to go. Then I realized I could have flown into Vegas today instead of last night. And I was like, I could have done a set last night in L.A. I could have gone to see Dave. What the fuck is wrong with me? Why didn't I fix my schedule the right way? And I panicked again and I started sobbing and hyperventilating. She did another Klonopin. And then I got into the car to go to the airport and did a meditation and got here. And um, I arrived here at 1130, checked into this beautiful hotel. If you're ever going to Las Vegas, stay at the Win. Win, win, win. It is the best hotel I've ever been in in my life. I get in my beautiful hotel room. I feel so calm. I'm like finally like feeling normal again. And I go downstairs to meet a producer to talk about today's shoot schedule in the lobby and I go down there and she's like, and for your wardrobe. And I was like, Oh my God. Oh my God. I mean, she's right here. She saw it happen. You saw I'm doing a podcast and I'm talking about my realist. I'm not going to involve you, but the girl that the girl that I was talking to last night when I realized I lost my wardrobe, saw my meltdown. I go, Oh my God, 
I forgot to grab the bag. My stylist had dropped it off at Jamie and Pete's house, which I didn't even see it because when I got back there, I was sobbing naked with a bad spray tan. And so I didn't even see it and put it in my luggage. And so I am at midnight calling Andrew, being like, I got to fly Andrew to Vegas. He's not supposed to be here tonight. We're supposed to meet in Indy on Friday. I called you three times. Where were you? I was sleeping on, uh, on my couch bed. And um, I saw it ring, and I was so tired. I was just like, ah, she just – I don't know why I didn't pick it up. Yeah, and I then, get that. And you called again, and I go, eh, I'm all right. <laughs> and then the third time, I'm like, oh, she's – and then I got like – I sometimes get worried about you, and I, my brain goes to really dark places. <laughs> yeah, because I needed a Klonopin yesterday, so I was, wasn't was going to yeah. jump off a balcony. So then on, by the third one, I was like, okay, maybe she's walked all the way to the balcony. And then <laughs> I was like – Listen, I'm not going to ever kill myself, but I was really like ready to go commit myself to a mental institution yesterday. So then I picked up, and uh, you're like, I forgot my wardrobe. I forgot my wardrobe. And I had, for the first time, like plans – in in LA to you know play golf and to be on a pretty big podcast that I like kept coming to LA and not being able to do it. Luckily, we're coming back to LA in two weeks, and you're going to do that fucking podcast in that time. I'm going to talk to Andrew Santino. We're going to get you booked on it. It's going to happen. It's fine. I'm okay with it. I'm honestly okay with it. Also, I don't think I, can I come back. I don't even know. Um, what do you mean? Can you come back? We're doing Irvine. Oh, oh yeah. Okay, and so then uh, Irvine improv next weekend go to it so then i had some thoughts to be honest i was like well what you know vegas has like the nicest stores in the world you can like go buy a dress (laughs) of course that was the thought that everyone had but i don't have any style and i went to a fitting for two hours to pick out this outfit i spent a thousand dollars plus alterations so probably thirteen hundred dollars of my own money Netflix could only cover 500 of it. I'm grateful for that, but I had to cover the rest. Yeah. Um, a lot of it, – it's just – it's not easy for me to go pick out an outfit. I'm sure you had those thoughts. Yeah, so I had all these, like, quick little thoughts, and I was like, you know what? I, you know, I wouldn't even be in L.A. if it – like, so many reasons. And also, I just wanted to be a good friend and stay at the Wynn for free, and uh, you're going to give me money to gamble with, which is cool, and you're going to pay my rent next month. So that's cool, too. Um. I'll probably do all of those things. I you you don't know what it means to me that I was able to call you. I don't know what I would have done. Um, it really like touched my heart that you did it and you didn't make me feel bad about it. And I'm I'm serious. Like you're a really good friend. Thank you for doing this. Like I was so stressed out, and you just did, without question were like, yeah, we'll make it happen. And you missed out on golfing. How much money did you lose on that deposit? I ended up being able to cancel. Fuck yes. Okay, I was going to pay I for that. $300. <laughs> Listen, I will I will make this all up to you. You were a really good friend to me. I really really appreciate it. Stop. We're going to have so much fun tonight at this taping. I'm already having fun. Okay. Hey, you got to explain the room we're in. We're in like the 1970s penthouse where Al Capone got a blowjob from <laughs> Bugsy Siegel. It's unbelievable. <laughs> we're in this like really um old school what is it called? Old Vegas. <laughs> what is this hotel called? Oh, El Cortez. El Cortez, and it's in like downtown. This is where the sh- it's it's a um, hotel that's very close to the venue that we're shooting at tonight. So they have us in the penthouse suite of this really old hotel, and it's like, yeah, it, it looks like Graceland. Yeah, people have died in here. There's been people whacked, probably. Yeah, um, we're gonna whack later in here. We could. 
<laughs> we can whack whatever we want. It's Vegas. <laughs> Are you going to see your old friend? Um, who's the friend you met up with last time here? Oh, Steven. I never met up with him. Oh. The basketball player. Oh, yeah. He was just here just doing basketball. You don't have any friends here that you're going to meet up with? Are you going to gamble at all? I mean, it depends if you put, give me some money. Dude, I put in $20 to a jackpot machine. What is it called? <laughs> jackpot <laughs> machine. Uh, what's it called? Uh, a, a slot machine. Dude. Slot machine. Slot machine. <laughs> put $20 into a slot machine last night after all of this happened, and I was like, I deserve to win. Lost it all immediately. It was just like, what was the point of that? It was the dumbest thing I could have done. Um, so you can have my voucher. I cashed out before the 20 went away. So I think there's like 241 on that voucher. You can have that. Yeah, you can have that. Um, what was I going to say? You're ready though. You're going to do your Netflix special tonight. Second one in six months. Mm-hmm. It's great. It's going to be great. You don't really know what you're going to do for your set, but that doesn't matter. Yeah, we'll see. It's, I really do not know what I'm going to do for it. <laughs> I like wrote. Uh, I gave them stuff to put in the prompter, but it is a it's a mess. Um, so that's this is the life, and I'm feeling great today. I have my sanity back. I'm gonna get on antidepressants. Everyone, stop worrying about me. Thank you so much. Um, I can't manage my feelings anymore. Meditation isn't cutting it. And um, yeah, Jamie last night was like, "Babe, like we really need to talk about you getting on medication." And she was like, "I know you're scared." I'm like, "No, let's do it." I'm not scared. Are you kidding me? I'm ready. Drug me out. I cannot feel this way anymore. It's what like gonna, torture. What are going to do? <laughs> the Zoloft, the Wellbutrin, Paxil, or Lexapro. She gave me another one. Or she's uh, she's going to, you know, she's going to, we're going to do an intake session where she's going to analyze and then prescribe one to me. But it's probably one that'll make me uh, have less of a libido than I have now, which will be maybe freeing. And, um... But it'll just make me not hate myself every second of every day. It's helped me a ton. It really has. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. But sometimes I think I'm like so chill with myself. I'm too chill with myself. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, oh, I could just eat that cheeseburger. I mean, why not? That's you know? what I want to feel. That's the way you should feel. Because we all, we're all on this planet for a very short amount of time. And it's like, it's not worth it to stress out about the stuff i could not let it go that i wasn't going to meet dave matthews last night i was like you could have met the person that is the most important person to you in your whole life and you could have seen his concert and felt things and just been so happy and you didn't think enough to just that's what i beat myself up about is like if i would have just looked at my schedule and been like oh my call time is until noon i could fly into vegas in the morning um but this way i got a good night's sleep in a really nice hotel i if I would have met Dave Matthews under the stress that I was yesterday, I probably would have ended up crying and been like, you mean so much to me. They would have had to pull me out. I probably would have gotten fired from Sirius for behaving so irrationally. So it's for the best. Yeah, he probably would have been like, who the fuck is this woman? And you would have been like, no, but I had you as my light switch when I was 11. Yeah, I, he was my light switch. He was like, you know, when you Literally. could get little like um, covers for your light switch. <laughs> anyway, um... Leading into the end of the epi- uh, the podcast, I, there's no Thursday clip because we didn't have a show today because I had to go to Vegas. But um, I'm saying Vegas right all the time now, by the way. I know. I had to beat it into you. I really got it right. And I don't have a lisp anymore. It's crazy. It's so weird. I'm still hearing it. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Seriously, Andrew Collin, hero of the day. 
my best friend. So um, grateful for you. And this is um, here's a special bonus clip of a uh, a teaser for the roast this Sunday on Comedy Central. Make sure you tune in. I'd love for you to watch and support me and tweet about it and say that I was the best, even if I wasn't. Um, but here's a clip from the roast. This is me roasting Robert De Niro, and we'll see you next week on the podcast. Go see us in Indianapolis this weekend in Helium, and next week in Irvine at the Improv. Uh, squirt, squirt, jackpot. Robert De Niro is here. <laughs> Looking like Alf. Uh, at this point, you're just turning into an elbow. Like, just the... That... What am I... T- I just... It feels weird even roasting you. I can't even believe I, I get to share this stage with you tonight, Robert De Niro. And, and by this stage, I mean the final one of your life. It's... <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't feel right about any of this. <laughs> oh, Robert De Niro. I mean, Raging Bull, Cape Fear, Goodfellas. These are all movies I've never seen. <laughs> never. But I respect you. I really respect you because white men say I should. So I do. This has been a Comedy Central podcast.